Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Maddie. And this is Getting There with Jack and Maddie. This is a podcast about the journey we're on. Maddie and I are in our mid-20s and working at Grace International School in Chiang Mai, Thailand. We're just a few steps ahead of the high schoolers we work with, and we want to share about our life experiences up to this point. We're not pretending to have all the answers, and we're definitely still figuring things out as we discover what it looks like to follow Jesus with our whole lives. You could say we're getting there. Hello, people. Mm. <laughs> we're back. Me and Maddie were just trying to figure out a, li- a less awkward way to say we're back, but we're back. Here we are. And better than ever. Back and better than ever. So <laughs> we are starting this week on a new series Ooh. that Maddie teased a little bit last week, but we are going to be talking for the next couple weeks on relationships. Ow, ow. And not that type of relationship, but all different types of relationships. But but also that kind of relationship. But also we'll talk a little bit about dating in one of the episodes. Just one, though. But we're going to talk about friendship. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about relationships with parents and relationships with mentors. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons we felt the need to focus for a few weeks on these is right now these are the significant relationships that are a part of many of your lives or maybe not a part of them but should be. But also as you step into this next season of life in college, these are the relationships that Maddie and I would say have been incredibly foundational for us, um, being formed into the people that we are and just honestly having a lot of fun in life. So as we start off, one of the guiding quotes that we um, wanted to share that we might come back to often is from a book called The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis, might have heard of it. You might have heard of C.S. Lewis. If you haven't, you should. He's great. Writes the Narnia series and many, many other phenomenal works of Christian literature. Definitely a favorite. Yeah, for both of us. But in this one book, The Four Loves, C.S. Lewis takes some time to break down the four Greek words of love and kind of what the significance of each of those are. Um, That love isn't just a romantic word, that it actually encapsulates a whole lot of other things. But one of the most famous quotes from this book goes, To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. Mm. And that's a really deep quote that we're hopefully going to unpack and maybe make it sound less ominous and less Mm. heavy. But I think the, the underlying truth behind that is any of these relationships we're talking about come from this place of love. And they require vulnerability. Um, They require us to put ourselves out there. Um, Everything, every relationship comes with the potential of, of hurt. Yeah. There's a possibility to be hurt. Right. And we completely acknowledge like it is scary to enter into like a vulnerable relationship with people, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it because the alternative of never 
being vulnerable is what C.S. Lewis says is you would lock that part of yourself Mm -hmm. up and it would never be broken, but it would be impenetrable and irredeemable. And so that that's kind of the guiding thing that we want to talk about as we maybe touch base on friendships of different types and dating relationships and relationships with parents and mentors, that there is a level of vulnerability that goes into mm-hmm. all of these things. But we would say on the front end that it is worth it. Absolutely. That we as people are meant to live in community with other people. And honestly, just some of the best moments of life mm-hmm. happen with other people. Yeah. So with that, we're going to kind of get rolling and to maybe take a breather from a rather serious quote. Maddie, tell me, what is your favorite friendship from a book or a movie that you can think of? Ooh, it's got to be Harry Potter and Ron Weasley. Um, I first read... Basic. uh, Okay, it's not. It's not basic. It's just... Maybe it is basic, but it's because it's the best. Um... I remember I read Harry Potter for the first time when I was, I think, 10 or 11, and I remember being so excited about the level of friendship that I saw Harry and Ron having, and um, even though they're boys, I, like, really, I don't know, identified with the the level of, I don't know, there, there's so much to be found in their friendship, and, uh, like, Ron teaches Harry so much about the new world that he's been brought into, and Harry pushes him, and they share hard things with each other, and they have adventure and they talk about things that they're scared of, um, but they laugh together too. And I think that to me, all of those things are kind of hallmarks of friendships that I really cherish. Mm. What about you? So mine's actually... Good luck. Good luck. Mine's actually <laughs> probably also a bit basic, but um, last year I read and watched for the first time the Lord of the Rings series. Oh, it was just last year? Yeah, it was just last year. <laughs> I didn't in know that. In quarantine. When a I, big year. Yeah, in quarantine when I moved to Thailand, I read all three of the books, and so it was lots of pages. <laughs> but um, the friendship between Samwise Gamgee and Frodo Baggins, I would say has to be one of the best ones in literature. And for so many reasons, obviously the the quest that they go on I just dream of going on a quest with a friend. A quest. A quest. Um, <laughs> and But if you break down some of the like really, I think, awesome elements is they're deep friends and Sam is willing to, to momentarily leave home to go with Frodo to help his friend in a time of need. And if you don't know the story, um, there's a ring, hence Lord of the Rings, but there's a ring, and at one point, um, Frodo has to be the one who carries this ring to try to destroy it. Um, and the ring is magical. It takes a lot out of him um, physically to carry this ring because it's magical. And there's one point where Sam literally carries Frodo because because he's so weak and he can't walk anymore. And I just think that's such a beautiful picture of friendship um, that... You know, Sam and Frodo, they were experiencing the highs of the highs in the Shire. And then Sam was willing to literally go through the low of the lows with his friend Frodo. So that's one of my favorite ones that um, I've seen in both, I guess, book and movie. We just watched In the Heights last week. And as you were talking, I just kept thinking of the line in 96,000 where he says, All right, for you, Mr. Frodo of the Shire, that's the, the biggest Lord of the Rings reference that I know. 
Okay. Are you glad I told that? Yeah, thank you for that one. <laughs> um, so, Maddie, as, as you think about this, I, I just want to hear, so this first episode, we're talking a bit more specifically on same-sex friendships. So for girls, those are your friendships with other girls, and for guys, friendships with other guys. For you, how have those been significant? Like, mm. this is your time to advocate. Why is it important to be friends with other girls? Yes. First of all, I love being friends with girls, and I think that it just really makes me so excited to, yeah, advocate for it, but also just be such a cele- to celebrate the richness that comes with, for me, being friends with girls. Um, and yeah, as we were just talking about this and sharing stories of friendships and stuff, I was reminded of my friend group in college, and um, it was when I first started walking with Jesus that I became friends with them, and we were we were all in the same sorority, so it was a little bit of like a circumstantial uh happening that we became friends, but then just because of Jesus and what he was doing in each of us just really drew us into deep and fun and sweet friendship. But um, just to kind of even a picture of what the friendship was, um, we went on a lot of road trips my sophomore year of college, and that was new for me. That was really exciting and just very spontaneous. And there was one night where we were all sitting in the hallway. It was probably 11 p.m. And we were like, the U.S. Women National Soccer Team is playing in Dallas tomorrow. We're in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So it's about five hours away. Um, and we just bought tickets online. And we went and we asked all of the girls that lived in the house if we could borrow all of their American flag paraphernalia. And we were just completely decked out in American flag clothes. And America. Merca. Um and I had an Arabic test the next week, so I was studying for Arabic the whole car ride, and we were just feeding each other candy and laughing, and it was just really, really fun. And I love soccer because my sister played soccer, um, but all of them had played soccer in high school, and so that was fun for me to be brought in on this part of their lives. That was really special. Um, and then on the flip side, on another road trip um, with the same, the same four other girls, uh, we were driving to another state. We were driving to Kansas City, and one of our friends got a call from her dad that one of her family members had passed away, and um, it was heartbreaking. And she, it came out of nowhere, and she was surprised. And it was one of those moments of we could ignore it and just try to make her like stop crying, or we can just go into the depth with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. Yeah, it was one of those moments where because of the relational equity that we had built and the laughs that we had had and the questions that we'd asked each other and the things that we had learned, um, be- being such good friends, we were able to go um, into the, the deeper places yeah. in that moment of heartache and surprise and doubt and fear that yeah. accompanies a loss like that. And uh, it was one of the, looking back on it now, even realizing I didn't, realize how much that marked our friendship and now looking back how thankful I am for getting to experience the highs and the lows a few minutes ago when I told Jack that story he said that's a great way to look at it like how how do we pick our friends is based on like who do you want to experience the highs and the lows with Mm -hmm. so you just said a word that I want you to define because I think it's it's a good one but you said relational equity what do you mean by Mm -hmm. that 
Um, relational equity, I would say equity is a financial term. And so maybe how things progress over time, what they're worth. Um, and for me, relational equity would be the accumulation of things that make a relationship really good. So trust and things that you've learned about them and experiences that you've shared that builds into Mm. a a relational equity of a foundation that is stronger. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. That's good. And I think the kind of parallel imagery there is, you know, building equity in a house. Um, I know a Mm. lot of homeowners. Yeah. I'm not anywhere near that. (laughs) Um, but from what I understand, um, you build equity in a house when you continue to pay your mortgage and essentially like invest and like have greater um, value in your house, like you own more of it. And so what I think is mm-hmm. important there is that takes time. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen overnight. And so I think what's good and why I like that you use that word is I would assume your friends that you shared those car rides with that getting to that point of them sharing deeply about this um, tragic loss that they had in their family, that didn't happen overnight. That wasn't on, you know, day two of you being friends. Like that took time to build up. That took times of going on other road trips or going on other really fun and adventurous things, or honestly, even just the boring things like Mm -hmm. doing homework together, like all of those things accumulate and allow for those moments of depth to Mm -hmm. happen. Yeah. And they, they're still seven years later, my best friends in the world. Yeah. No, and that's just so good. And I think the heart behind this episode specifically is we want to share that, you know, friendships are an important part of our lives. And I know that seems a bit obvious to say that, but I think the side of friendship that we don't maybe value enough is the work that goes Mm, into cultivating good friendships that are, um, are able to help us shoulder the burdens of life when things get really, really hard. Um, I'm not a fan of the show Friends. I get roasted on that all the time. I don't think it's funny. We'll have to talk about that later. You can talk to me about that later. (laughs) I don't think the show's that funny. But one of the things I do like um, that I've heard before is like the tagline of the show is it's about that season in life when your friends are like your family. Mm -hmm. And I have experienced that to be very true when I was in college that you know, when I was away from home, I had friends who really stepped up and loved me like family members. Those were the people that, you know, with my roommate, I was living day in and day out with him, cooking meals with him, you know, figuring out how we were going to clean our house together. Shout out to Mason. (laughs) Shout out to Mason. (laughs) Love you, dude. Um, But he was, I mean, he's like a family member to me. And it was all of those things together that allowed for moments of depth in our friendship where we could share about dreams and visions that we had for our future or fears that we had about our future or sadness and heartbreak over things that we felt like we were losing. And so all of those things, all that to say, like those moments of investment are really, really important because having friends that you can share your life intimately with, it's really important. Yeah. And yeah, I also just love in maybe this isn't something that everyone is thinking. I know for me, I've encountered it. I love that you as a guy had really good friendships Mm -hmm. with guys Mm -hmm. that knew you and knew the hard things and the good things and that you were still 
yeah. goofy and yeah. whatever else the words are that <laughs> things that boys do, but that you are also Silly. really honest and you knew each other. Right. That I think is so underplayed in the media and in movies and stuff like, right. but being a good friend is such a high virtue. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think being a good friend in general for girls and for boys, I just think that it's yeah. one of the, the most privileged spaces that we have on earth, especially right now in the season of life that we're in. Yeah. And when I, when I reflect, I mean, I've been so blessed in my life to have some really, really amazing friends, um, honestly, throughout middle school and high school and into college. And still many of them are, are really close and dear friends. I think one of the major contributors to that is a lot of these guys or some of the central guys, um, we were all in a small group together through church. Um, quite a few of us from fourth grade until my senior year of Whoa, high school. That's awesome. Um, and so we got to really walk through life on multiple different levels together that we were in this small group um, that w- was led by two really, really intentional men who taught us how to be friends with one another, how to mm-hmm. share our lives deeply with one another, um, how to be vulnerable. Um, I mean, it is really, really scary to sit with a group of other guys that you respect and you want to seem cool in front of and then show them how you really don't have it all together. Mm. I mean, that, that there's a cost involved with that, but I think what's received in the process is worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, because, um, of those moments of vulnerability, um, I look back and one of the big things that me and my friends did in high school is we backpacked and camped a lot. Um, the state I'm from in the U.S. Um, is really beautiful and lots of opportunities for the camping. The natural state. The natural state. <laughs> Shout out Arkansas. We love you. We love you. <laughs> um, but we would go camping often, and I just look back so fondly at moments that we would be um, goofing around around a campfire, just talking, telling jokes, you know, just laughing so hard, and then almost on a dime, someone would share. Um, a question about, you know, something they were struggling with. And those guys, um, because we had experience in that space of being serious with one another, um, we were able to do both. Yeah. And the thing that was also just so important um, that um, I think should go without saying, but I think is a skill um, to learn is that friendships, there has to be an element of trust involved with it. Yes, yeah. That um, those spaces of deeper sharing, you cannot have that if there's fear amongst a friend group that someone's going to go and like share about, mm-hmm. you know, things that were said in confidence mm-hmm. or if those things are going to be weaponized and turned around and used to roast the yeah. other people. Um, I would say that is really, really sad and that is a very low view of friendship if Mm -hmm. all you do is just have fun together and at any hint of seriousness it's either taken and weaponized or it's taken and shared outside of the group yeah Um, i would say that's really really sad and Mm. um, i just hope more for you with your friendships yeah yeah and i think similar to that the the joy that's offered when you are engaging in knowing someone really deeply and the effort and the the being a good question asker and right. teaching yourself how to do that and learning from people that are better at asking questions than you are 
I really, really love YouTube interviews with celebrities like Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and all of those. And um, so I feel like I've learned to be a better question asker Mm -hmm. because of the way that they have conversations with people. And it's just this curiosity that leads to a deeper understanding of people that you're living your life with. And um, I, I really, really enjoy getting to investigate and learn other people and i really love being learned by other people too yeah yeah and so i mean i think just as a practical you know takeaway i mean what would it look like the next time you're hanging out with your friends to just maybe pause maybe it's one-on-one with one of the friends or maybe it's with the whole group but just to pause and say hey like how are you actually doing like Mm -hmm. i care about you i want to know how you're doing and then not just crack up and start laughing, but like actually be serious about wanting to know those things. Yeah. And again, if that's not something common in your friend group, maybe that takes some time. Again, that relational equity to build up to that. Yeah. But I would say it's worth fighting for. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the tragic things that I've heard from so many of my friends um, is they look at their dads and they say, man, my dad has no friends. Mm. And, um, to me, like, that's just such a heartbreaking way to live that, you know, they might have acquaintances, they might have like peers or coworkers, but as far as like deep friends that these guys say, like, I I look at my dad and I know that my dad is existing with a deep web of friends of other men who are, you know, challenging him and pushing him and growing with him. He doesn't have that. To me, that is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, and I think friendship and being a good friend um, is a skill to cultivate. Yeah. And we want to challenge you and encourage you to start that now because yeah. it's so worth it. Yeah. It's also a gift. Like God yeah. has given us this ability to have very deep relationships. And we learn that from him and from Jesus. And I think as you're talking, I think that we have this extension, this invitation to engage with people and um it is it is a gift mm-hmm. extended to the children of god to engage deeply with people yeah yeah and i mean that's even a, a point all its own of just in the family of god especially as followers of jesus that there is just such an importance on binding ourselves to other followers of jesus and mm-hmm. befriending them and walking through life with those other followers of jesus that we would be Again, sharing the highs of following Jesus and walking through life, but also sharing the lows. And I think that's where it's important that um, we befriend and are deep friends with other followers of Jesus, because when we are in the lows, that's when you want someone else who has the Holy Spirit who can speak into that and encourage you and breathe life into that. Yeah. And on top of that, um, something that's been important for me is this notion that you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So essentially what that means is if you can think up a list of the five people, probably your friends, that you spend so much time with, you are the combination of those five people, for better or for worse. Yeah. So if those are five people who are rock solid, who are awesome, then, man, that's amazing. You're surrounding yourself with good people. Um, But if those are five people that you're like, if I'm being really honest, I don't know if I want to be like, like them. them. Or I don't like the way they treat people or yeah. I don't feel cared for by them. Yeah, or um, all of those things. Then maybe maybe that's a time to rethink that 
and maybe seek out other friends or ask yourself, how can I be a better friend that challenges my friends to rise above and for all of us to grow together? Yeah, that's a, and that's a really good point. We've talked about that, that we want to surround ourselves with good friends and, and pick good friends and engage in friendship, but we also want to be good friends. And that is hard and it takes humility and honesty, but Mm -hmm. it, again, it's so worth it to have hard conflict conversations. I am the biggest proponent of conflict resolution. I think it breeds intimacy and transparency in relationship. And it's such a beautiful thing um, to have hard conversations with people. Because I think if you're able to say to your friend lovingly, you really hurt my feelings when you said this, process those emotions with each other, hear both sides, listen to each other, and then move on. I 100% of the time, have had a deeper and better friendship with that person. Right. We'll kind of wrap up there for this week on friendships. Um, Again, kind of more of an overview of friendships, specifically um, same-sex friendships. Um, But next week, we're actually going to talk a bit more specifically on opposite gender friendships. It is going to be our time to shine as Jack and Maddie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we're specifically wanting to spend time on this one because... It can be kind of tricky water sometimes knowing how guys and girls can be friends. Where's Mm. the line? Where are boundaries? Where does it start to become weird? How do you keep it from becoming weird? All sorts of those things that I know I've navigated before with maybe little success and lots of (laughs) potholes. But you've learned from those successes and you've gathered them and you've brought them here for the listeners Mm -hmm. of getting there with Jack and Maddie. Yeah. So this is going to take some (laughs) vulnerability. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So we will see you next week when we talk more about friendships. Friendships.